Hey everyone, it's me Valerie here. Welcome back to the Teen Boss Days podcast. And today we have a very special guest. Today we have Emily. Oh my God. Hi, Emily. (laughs) Feel free to let everyone know who you are, what you do, and all about yourself. My God, thank you, Paola. Well, my name is Emily Uribe and I am a content creator, mainly on TikTok, sometimes on Instagram, Uh, but I've been content creating for about two and a half years, changed throughout it and like gone through cycles with it. But over this past year, I've been able to have really cool opportunities and also share a bit of how I got started. And obviously I'm Latina, so it's really awesome to share that Latinos can do anything and everything through my platform. Uh, But yeah, that is a bit about me. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. It's kind of funny because we met basically like a year ago at a revolve And like, okay, so like my perspective of it was like, I was sitting down with my friend and I was like, wait, I know who this is. I was like, I've seen her before. And I think this is like right before you had like that big blow up on TikTok. I think you were rising during that time. Yeah. And I was like, I know who this is. I was like, she makes those skits about like <sighs> movies. And, and then I was like, she, my friend didn't know. And I was like, wait, like, let me show you. And like this event was like quiet. So, like, it was, yeah, like, it was like female empowerment, super like low key vibes. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, I need to say like, hi. And then I remember I introduced ourselves and like we sat together and we like chatted. Yeah. Time. It was so cool. No, it- I love that event. I literally remember I met you and your friend Elle and we literally were just chatting and we got to see each other and that was our first time meeting but like even from then like we had such a great conversation that we just kept up with each other on all of our other platforms. Yeah literally and it's so cool to kind of see like the change that we both had in this last Mm -hmm. year and I think back about that conversation we had that day at the event um we were with Francia who's an actor yeah some other like amazing empowering women and it was just like that combo is very interesting because we kind of talked about what we wanted to do yeah I see that you're doing that and like I'm Uh kind of going on that same path so it's kind of cool to kind of like reflect on it too no yeah that was a great um it was like a panel and all of those women are in entertainment in some type of capacity and I think as creators we are basically going into the entertainment industry like whatever kind of entertainment we choose but it was just awesome to hear their perspectives especially of people who have sort of found that success and in the mainstream and really worked towards it so yeah it was really cool yeah so now we talked a little bit about how we met just if anyone was interested (laughs) um but tell us a little bit about your journey like how when how did it all happen when you started content creating yeah so I mean growing up I was a huge like starting off I was a huge One Direction fan and I ran fan accounts like on Instagram on Twitter I was like that person and I really loved it and I think I just liked sharing things on social media I was like an update account at one point and then I stopped doing that when I was like I want to say 13 14 because I would still do it but not as often as I, I did when I was 12 and then when I was 15, obviously like high school and I got really busy. And then fast forward, I did my time at community college. I wasn't content creating then. I was pretty much just focused on school because I was there for a psychology degree to get my AA so that I could transfer. But then I realized I don't want to do psychology. It just wasn't for me. I was doing it because everyone in my ear was like, it'll make you money though. And you should just do it to get the money. And when I was in my like, all, like sec- ending of my second year, I remember just going to my counselor I mean like I don't want to do this I just don't think this is right for me and I really want to go after something in media something in film something in tv and we didn't have a film or media program we just had theater 
So I had to go and sign up for the theater major, which I didn't even get my, I got no AA. I basically just did it because my acting coach at the time, Marnie was the, she ran the entire department. So regardless, I was going to get some type of education on film and media and I needed that. And I ended up getting into um, CSU Northridge, which was awesome right when the pandemic hit. So I, that's when I started content creating on TikTok because obviously you post for your personal life on Instagram and on Twitter, but finally I just started posting like videos and what I started posting about is so different than what I do now. I posted about like Harry Styles and One Direction and I like had a huge part in like the One Direction. I think it was like the 10 year anniversary of them being formed in July. And that's what I did for about like six months to a year. And then I got to the point where I just got really tired of it and I didn't really enjoy it as much. And I think I was at 60K and I thought I either give this up and just post for fun or I like pivot it to be what I want. Cause I was at CSU Northridge doing it virtually. And I realized that I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn. So through content creation, I've found myself gaining more than I than I thought I would lose by leaving school uh and I'm finally in that stage where I can admit that I am not really doing school as much anymore I'm really taking a step back to at least just see what the opportunities are in the entertainment industry through content creation so I pivoted and I started doing those interview skits which I did the first one in my retail job break room I worked at Claire's and the that first one that day did better than most of the videos I was posting at the time and then I did another one that same night and I was like oh my gosh well I can probably you know, do something. And I didn't start those with the intention of gain in the intention of gaining anything or trying to go somewhere with them. They were really just for fun. And I wanted a fun change, something that made me a bit happier. And obviously I wanted to pursue film and media regardless. When I had started those as well, I was thinking I'm going to go to CSU Northridge, attend the school and become a PA, a director's assistant, something, something that I can work my way up on and I'll still Mm want to act, but I just want to work in any capacity. So now that I'm not doing school as much anymore, I've gotten a couple more opportunities, obviously in a super unconventional way, yeah. but it, I feel like I've gained a bit more through this path than I would have if I had continued with my education, which I'm never going to tell anyone, don't pursue education yeah. because school is either for you or it's not. And I don't think it's for me, um, but I lear- I love learning things in, a, in an untraditional way, I've realized. And yeah. I think this is what that did for me. Yeah, no, and I love how you kind of highlighted it because I know a lot of people like you're in school people are in school they like have this creative passion mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like if you have this opportunity and I feel like that's a lot of perspectives with like different you know creators it's like if you have yeah. this opportunity and let's say your first like thing was Marvel or something you're like would I have ever gotten this if I was you know still at you know yeah. school, just wanting to kind of not do those big goals yet you have those mm-hmm. in the future five ten years but when you have them in the moment it's like yeah and I think it's also when people kind of dog on creators for taking Mm -hmm. opportunities yeah if that was presented to anybody else like you take it because it's there it's ready for you clearly the universe is trying to tell you do it do it now uh so I just it's interesting to see also the way that it works on the other side because we're talking about perspective I think when people just see these opportunities come to people you know it's not without a bit of sacrifice and without a bit of hard work and without like sacrifice especially in your personal life I'm I'm sure you understand that you've traveled this year you went to New York Fashion Week it takes a lot out of you and it's not a hard job by any means but still like we all sacrifice things yeah and I think it's just like I like to kind of explain it as it's like it's like a different perspective of like, you know, if you work a nine to five that travels, you're still going to have that travel. Oh, yeah. 
and being an and if you're like a creator and you travel it's still kind of like you you still can relate you still kind of have that same passageway because you guys are both flying you but you're both traveling you're both trying to like figure out different things so I don't know I see now more content creation when I see creators do opportunities that are so big like you it's like this is your job this is like if you were let's say an executive not an executive but like you were doing PR for like a moving company it's like you would yeah the same thing yeah you still have a ton of responsibilities you have a ton of things you have to do and it doesn't go without saying that it's it's not hard all the time but you know it ha- things happen and you just have to roll with them especially yeah. in a job like this no literally so <laughs> kind of talking about that journey a little bit what was it like when you first started so when you kind of did that pivot into kind of like your acting mm-hmm. kind of skit videos how did that go and how long did it take you to kind of grow a following in that sense of people liking those type of videos, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, when I first started it, I think people just found them a bit funny. And I, it's something that we all do. I took inspiration from my friend, George Louise, who also did them. And we were doing them kind of at the same time. And I'll always credit her for that because I'll always say she's the person who really inspired me to do them. Uh, but it was an interesting change. I think with the improv skits, those always just did a bit better because it was just me talking and I'm, I'm much better at improv than following a script and I've gotten better. Obviously I've taken acting classes and I'm working towards that. Um, but when I, there was a big difference in when I would post actual like acting audio videos versus the improv ones, because the acting ones got way more hate than love. And it's just something you have to put up with. And I think there's so many other creators on the app who do them extremely well, but I don't know what it was about mine that just garnered a really negative side of TikTok. So that was really hard to go through. But also at the same time, when I did the improv ones, those were just so much more fun to look at the comment sections and read them and like see who whose attention it garnered. Because I think also TikTok is very different, I think, today than it was in that pandemic time period. And what people were looking for on the app was so different. I think everyone just wanted to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's more of like, people are selling things or people are trying to show like the lifestyle and it's, it's changed a lot. So when I pivoted, I just realized I like to entertain and if people are going to watch and if people are going to enjoy, then I'm going to keep doing them. And now, I mean, obviously garnered with like a ton of the like quote unquote success that I've had through the app. I think it's, it's still changing every day. I, I don't post the same content that I did, but I still love it. And I talk about it all the time. Yeah. And I love how you kind of point of how you kind of change that content in between and finding what you love because I feel like yeah the app has changed so if you kind of stick to the same thing you did let's say three years ago two years ago it's like it might not do the same as what people are looking for on the app now you know what I mean it's like yeah everyone grows but also TikTok has grown with everybody as well Oh, yeah. I think that's why we see an influx now of, like, creators, like, mm-hmm. like for example, Charlie D'Amelio, who, like, really grew in a time where the app was taking off. Mm-hmm. She had so many opportunities, and now she's so, so, so successful. One of my favorite girls on the app. I think she's just mm-hmm. such a good role model. Um, but now people are just looking for different things, and her videos still do extremely well, but she's now a public figure. And I think once you do that and leave the app in that way, that's where things really change, especially with audiences. So it's just a matter of how you choose to go through the cycles, how you choose to interact, how you present yourself, because everyone's just watching you, and there's nothing to hide behind. You just have to like post and be yourself. Yeah, no, literally. So 
kind of changing gears a little bit, I know you work with amazing, amazing entertainment companies. So how has it been kind of working with those major entertaining companies and what's kind of like the first story of like when one reached out to you? Yeah, I mean, it's very fun. I think it's really a game of tag. I have a manager who is absolutely amazing. Her name is Amanda and she has helped me. You met her at the event. Hey, I love her. Absolutely again. wonderful. And I think that's made the biggest difference for me working with these companies. A lot of the times reading a contract is incredibly hard. I am not knowledgeable on legal jargon. I don't know anything about the words in there and it's something that I've had to learn. But with her, she makes it so easy because she <laughs> explains everything to me, really gets me excited about things. The first company that I really worked with was Disney. They reached out for Eternals and my friend Cameron, who I believe still works for them. He was the one that um, we were friends. We met at a 1975 concert like years <laughs> ago in San Francisco. And he texted me and was like, hey, what's your email? And I sent him an email. I was like, oh, why? And then he goes, oh, I, I just have a magical surprise for you. Like, There's something I want to like send you. And it was an email to go to the Eternals premiere. And that was the biggest thing at the time that I'd ever done. I mean, who would have thought that someone from Salinas um, would go to an event like this. We haven't had a story like that in years in, in that town where people are just really taking off and there's only a certain amount of people that have. So it's, it was really awesome to do something like that, but to work with huge conglomerates. I mean, now I'm working with NBC Universal and Comcast. Um, I've worked with, um, where, who else? Sometimes I forget, it's really hard. The Academy, which has been great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to be, to think that I'm considered for those types of things. Cause I don't see myself. I have a really hard time feeling proud of myself and really owning what I've done. And I think also like the internet's perception of me has just really warped that part of myself. So to think, oh my God, these companies want my work. They, they want me to like work with them. It just never feels real. And I don't think it ever will. I mean, even I did a brat TV show this past year in September where I got to act and like fully do that which I've been wanting to do forever and now I have something to add to my resume so it's all just it's all a game of tag it's, it's all about networking and you just have to work really hard and that's I feel like I've done that but at the same time I don't you know no I like totally get you because it's kind of like that idea of like you're like yeah I worked with this company but it's like you think about it and you're like wait I really did that like was that yeah situation that happened because you know before being a creator, and I don't know if you kind of relate to this, but like you saw companies as like a name, right? So like, yeah. Sony, right? It was just like Sony, they sell cameras. But yeah. then when you work with them, it's like, oh shoot, it's Sony, like they sell cameras. Like yeah. you kind of see that perspective of like the switch of like, it's not just a name in front of you anymore. It's like a name you're a part of. Yeah, no, it, yeah. And you like work with the brand and they take you in and no matter what kind of work you're doing for them, you're a part of that branch now you've done something for them yeah. so it's always really interesting I think my my time when I did the like with the academy that was crazy because that's a huge deal and no one had ever done something like that and Strahan and I really had a great time but after doing that I was like whoa like I worked at the academy like I actually like yeah. was employed like to do something with them it wasn't just like oh I shut up like no really it was crazy yeah and I think that's just like the amazing part of you know being on social media and being able to share you who you are and I think maybe you even look back on like that pivot era and you're like man that was really a turn of events it really yeah no yeah I mean who would have thought that it brought those kinds of opportunities to me and again I lived at home 
um, up until I want to say six months ago. And I was still making videos and I was still doing all of that, but to like fly out here and get those opportunities is still crazy to think about like the back and forth and now fully living here and thinking, Oh my God, well, who knows what's next? Cause yeah. I, you don't control that cycle, but it, yeah, it's you crazy never to see the growth that like one can have after just taking one risk. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you kind of express that. Cause a lot of people don't really like to share that. They, they want to say like, Oh, like, yeah, like, but it's kind of a risk and no, yeah. It, it, anything's it, a gamble. Yeah. And especially with social media, nothing's promised, nothing is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And this career, like I'm sure, you know, is not secure. There's nothing yeah. promised here. We have to still, you know, work in other things, other avenues of income. There's so many different things that we have to upkeep in order to maintain this job. So yeah. it's, it's, it's always interesting to see how a risk will pay off or if it won't, but most of the time it will always. Yeah. I love that. So a little bit about kind of being in the content space. So have you been able to meet any new people because of your journey? And if so, how have they impacted your life? Yeah, I mean, obviously one thing about social media and entertainment is it's all about networking and who you know will always be someone you can put in your back pocket and not in a negative way, it's just true. People love when you remember their name. It's really important to always leave such a good impression because you never know who you will talk to, who you will see later on. You never want to be rude. Uh, and I remember the, I think the first person that like really impacted me, I met her on a carpet. I met her on West Side Story. That was my second carpet ever. And it was Sierra Ramirez from the Fosters, Good Trouble. And I just, I was so emotional because you, these are people you see on TV. Yeah. Like I saw her growing up on the Fosters being Mariana and thinking, oh my God, if she can do it, I can do it. Like that's someone who has my background, who was a young girl who probably just got this crazy opportunity. And I remember I just broke down into tears in front of her. Like I was just so moved because you never know when you're going to see these types of people. And I mean, to this day, we keep up with each other and she's just absolutely wonderful. And whenever I see her in an event, I just have nothing but great things to say, but also meeting other people. It's fun to meet executives. It's fun to see the people that control what you're watching. Because in reality, especially with this NBC Universal program that I'm doing, I've gotten to meet so many different levels of people in the company that I'm like, whoa, you control what I end up seeing on TV. <laughs> you pick and choose, you have the pitch decks, you, you go to meetings, you do this, you do that. So it's fascinating to see how they look, who they are, what they represent to you. Um, and also seeing how diverse these companies are. Diversity has been a big thing for me, especially when I go to an event. And I think there's been a couple events where I've noticed that it's the same token creators and it's just something that we need to break out of. As Latinas, I'm sure we see yeah. a lot of people who are our skin tone and who like are our face shape and everything. But what about the people from Oaxaca, creators that are indigenous? Like I wanna see more people like that at events because they represent such a huge group on TikTok and just what it represents. Yeah, and I think it's also very important too that in your content, you kind of also share, you know, being Latina and and wanting to kind of put that perspective out there because you being at these events are making a difference and making an impact for others, you know, like you or like me. Like when I was at New York Fashion, yeah. I was like, I do not see anyone that looks just like me here. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in the contrary, the photographers, were they taking pictures of me? No, but if you think about it, I was there and I was making a change and I was showing that, you know, someone that looks like me can be there. And I feel like you're doing that, you know, with entertainment or being on red carpets or working with TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's like being able to kind of break that boundary of, yeah. of I guess, creators and, and showing that, you know, there could be different types of people at different. Yeah. Levels. No, yeah. We don't, we don't all look the same and we all work yeah. very differently. And I mean, 
seeing your content at fashion was very cool because it, it goes to show like representation matters these people want things to change and the more that we show up at things the more change will happen so i totally agree with you on that it's, it's been wonderful to see the impact and as creators i don't think I don't know about you. I don't realize the impact ever. I get really yeah. sweet messages and I think, oh my gosh, like I didn't know I, I did this. I, I didn't know that this is something I did, um, but it, it's wonderful to receive things like that. It just makes it all really fun. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I relate because like during New York Fashion Week, like I was all kind of like, oh, like I'm not getting my picture taken and whatever, whatever. And this girl- Girl, like, you still killed it. You look so you. good. This girl messaged me. She's like, she's like, I know like, it might be hard, you know, looking different. She was like, I went to fashion week last week and last year. And I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, it's a little awkward. Like, you don't look like everyone else. Yeah. Like, but honestly, seeing you there really puts an impact for me and for others that, yeah. us that you're there. Like, no matter if we don't see like high profile photography. Yes. So at fashion week, you're still at these shows and you're like showing, you know, that, I can be there and and I got some girls that came up to me too and it was like very cool because it's like you don't think you're doing like an impact yeah. until someone tells you and it kind of switches your mind because that's kind of how my mind switched to like wait I'm breaking a boundary here of like yeah. here at fashion week rather than just thinking oh I'm not getting my picture taken because I don't look like any anyone else here yes no yeah and I think also remembering like if those things don't happen on that level again for you, you did it once, you yeah. made your mark and you have all the room to grow and experience even more. And that's what I've had to say to myself, at least, especially after doing the Academy Awards, which that's the one event that I always talk about. Cause mm -hmm. Hey, if I don't do something on that scale again, I did it once yeah. I accomplished something and I felt proud of it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think imposter syndrome kicks in everywhere. Like yeah. we just, we know what that feels like. So just remembering that puts things in a totally different perspective. Yeah, I love how we kind of relate to and hopefully whoever's listening can kind of relate to that or, you know, anything. Yeah. I feel like it, it's a topic that needs to be talked about more than oh, absolutely. people talk about. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So a little bit about the show that you're building and mm. you're building a show with NBC Universal. Yes. So let us know a little bit how that opportunity arised and kind of what it's been like. Yeah. I mean, my manager, I think was the one that was reached out to first. Okay. Everything goes through her inbox for the most part. And I remember she had told me, Hey, I have a meeting with universal. And I was like, Oh, whoa. Okay, cool. I was like, maybe it's for a premiere or something or an event, you know, typical things like that now yeah, yeah. in my life, that privilege. And then she was like, no, they actually want to meet with you. They're starting this program and they are interested in maybe potentially having you if you'd like to. And I met with them. And it was a couple calls that we had, but basically it's something totally brand new. It's from NBC Universal and Comcast, and it's the Creator Accelerator Program. And in that program, it's about 11 of us creators with totally different ideas who get to develop a show, basically develop a pitch deck, a presentation, in order after 12 months to present it to Universal and Peacock. And if they want to buy it, then it'll be made. But also if they want to shop it around, that could also happen. And it's short form content still. So we're not creating like, 20, 30 minute episodes. <laughs> Everyone's ideas are very different. They want it to be short form on the platform. So it'll be featured if it's purchased and greenlit through Peacock, it'll be on there. Okay. And 
again, everyone has totally different ideas. We're all very different and we're all just trying to see what we can do. We were all paired with an executive from a different department. So there's unscripted, scripted. And through that, we're going to work with this executive closely in order to develop our vision and see it come true. And after the 12 months are over, again, we have everything finalized with the pitch. We actually pitch it to the studio and they are the ones that will tell us we like it, we don't. No one knows what will happen. They really are keen on greenlighting all of us just to see how this works. But this program is the first of its kind. Um, I know there's also like NBC Page, which they're like, that, that's more of an intern program. And there's also, there was a Warner Brothers program that I believe just got canceled, which closes so many doors. But I'm hoping that more conglomerates and studios really see the success of this and at least take it seriously. Because also, it's a new age of television. It's a new age of streaming. I think with this wave of new content that's going on, investing in creators is not the worst idea. And with people who didn't believe in the YouTube route, it's different this time because it's more short form. But yeah. also making sure that the creator is well taken care of and guided also I think is the biggest difference because obviously there have been many other creators who have tried to do this Lily Singh with her talk show, which unfortunately mm -hmm. didn't go as planned and the pandemic hit and she just had to release all these episodes that they had pre-shot. She shot I remember some reading something about like 80 to 100 episodes oh my god um before and she just had to air all of those and it it wasn't as successful as it could have been but i think now the universal has really put a lot of stock and care into this and i'm really excited to be a part of it and i won't give away my idea because i'm slowly developing it and i'm trying to work through it and i'm writing and i'm working with people but i'm hoping for a obviously something sitcom-y. I want to work in comedy. I think that's my strong suit. I don't think I'm a good dramatic actress yet, but I can get there. And for sure, comedy is the one thing that I think I'm not too, too bad at. I love that. And, and I think it's also amazing kind of sharing how you're going to be involved in every single part of the process. And, mm -hmm. and it seems like you're about to get like a huge education on oh yeah behind the scenes of creating a whole entire series I yeah. guess show and I think it, it's important too because if you kind of realize NBC's trying to teach these creators yeah and that can even like help you you know in the future of something you want to do maybe you know you want to direct a show but you learned it through NBC and yeah and they were able to guide you and you were able to get your creativeness and I think that's such a highlight that NBC is doing that because you know and I know sometimes brand collabs very very much Yes. You got to say what I got, I told you to say. And this yes. feels like it's very much like, give me your ideas. Let me help you guide you through it. Oh yeah. And they're, again, they're putting so much of their own time into it paired with these executives. I mean, again, what I mentioned earlier, I'm learning more through content creation and getting opportunities like this than I did while I was doing my time in school where I really took it seriously. And I think there's a huge, obviously a lot of people know the industry is super gatekept, a lot of nepotism. Mm -hmm. I think breaking boundaries like this where we all have very different backgrounds we all come from very different upbringings yeah. and showing that to people that it's possible you don't need to know somebody you don't need to like bet on somebody else bet mm -hmm. on yourself and that's what universal is doing with us and i'm i'm so grateful for it and everyone involved has just been lovely um we also got to work with an amazing camera crew so we had a three-day kind of orientation i want to call it <laughs> but we just got to meet each other and we got to attend things and they they really set us up for success and Working with that crew, Katie, who was a, I believe she had, she held the camera. I don't know the positions exactly, which obviously I'm going to learn about that stuff. I'm really trying to learn everything that I can, but she was just amazing. And she went to CSUN as well. And she told me, you know, she had to connect 
through a lot of her professors. And that was so hard to do virtually for me where she got to attend school, you know, in person a couple of yeah. years ago. So I think it's making the world of a difference to have this type of education versus school for me right now. And it fits more into the schedule that I have. And obviously I still want to attend things and work with other companies and um, that's how it's going to be. I love that. And I'm so excited to kind of see the process and how it all turns out. It's going to be a whole year of following that journey. And oh, yeah. I hope everyone that's listening wants to follow it as well. And it's just a breaking boundary and, and, and making us, you know, making a change in yeah. the entertainment world. And especially with short form content and then you being a Latina, you being a creator, all of it just coming together and yeah, big props to NBC for doing that, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, no, they really, they took it to the next level with this. So I'm excited to see it. And it's not something that's just going to stop with us. They're hoping to continue this program every year and pick new creators and branch out, which is exciting because yeah. that gives so many other people an opportunity. And that also goes to show with your content, you never know who's watching. That mm-hmm. program that they developed was through people in the company that voted for creators to be put in. Oh, wow. So you never know who's actually watching you and what you're putting out there. These companies put a lot of stock into creators. And obviously we've talked about brand deals, um, but you never know who's watching. So that just goes to show if you keep doing it, it's going to take off. Yeah, literally. That's, it's crazy. So <laughs> now kind of before we wrap up the episode, I just wanted to kind of ask, what advice would you give any teens or anyone who's listening who wants to get into content creation and who wants to get into the entertainment industry as well? Yeah, I mean, it's very rewarding. And obviously I talked about sacrifice earlier. There's a lot of things that you have to give and take. And with content creation, I think my biggest two tips would be take the risk. You never know where it's gonna go. And also authenticity is so important. People can tell when you're forcing something, people can tell when you don't like something. And I think that goes to show in a lot of content where it's just not always going to be sunshine and rainbows all the time. So showing the real parts of it, showing the fun parts of it, taking people through, people love a journey and taking people through that journey with you is so important. It's, it's really cool to see how people can take off in a short amount of time. And obviously with TikTok, we've seen the growth of so many different creators who now are public figures who now are working with entertainment. Um, So it just goes to show taking that risk and being yourself will always pay off and it will always do more for you than anything else. Also making sure that you, you know, are responsible. I think with content creation, it's really important to show the responsibility keys of it, being aware of everything going on in the world and really thinking before you post. It's really hard to do that. And sometimes you really want to just respond to things, but it's better half the time not to. I've noticed even with like social issues that are going on, really educate yourself and Try to see what's going on on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, not just TikTok. A lot of people learn from TikTok, but I think also doing the research yourself is so important. So being responsible, taking the risk, and obviously being yourself would be my biggest tip. I love that. And I feel like all those are really key to, you know, finding success in social media and wanting to grow in any industry, not even just social media. I think it's all of them. You have to be responsible. You have to know what you're doing. You know, you have to- there's just so much and and I hope everyone loved this episode. I'm like speechless. I'm like, I don't know what else to say. It's just so Oh my good. God. No, well, thank you for having me, Bola. You were a great moderator and this was so thank fun. And I, I hope everyone's takeaway from this is that, you know, it can happen to anybody. It <laughs> really can. I'm from a small town. Um, I didn't grow up with people in my life who liked the entertainment industry. And it just goes to show if you really, you know, post and do what you want and show what you love it's going to take off it it can happen to just about anybody it's not something it's always random but you never know 
Yeah. I love that. Cause it's honestly what happens. Like, yeah, you want to do something. And, and that's like my motto for life for whoever mm-hmm. I talk to that asks me, like, I'm like, do whatever you want and like mm-hmm. work towards it. Cause it'll pay it. It's going to oh, get oh, yeah. you where you want to be, but always make sure you incorporate that hard work because it's not just going to come to you. Oh head. yeah. You, you have to work hard. You have to show that you want it. Um, and people can tell when you want it. And that's why I think so many successful entrepreneurs, celebrities, businesswomen. Um, I think specifically even just mentioning like a couple of other Latinas, like Sochi Gomez, she got yeah. that role. She did babysitters club. You know, you have to pay your dues as a newcomer in the entertainment yeah. industry. And there's so many people who have exceeded those expectations and we're both doing that here where we're just trying to break those boundaries and show that it's possible. Uh, but there's so many other stories that are just amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that was a great way to kind of end the episode. So thank you so much for coming on. Feel free to let everyone know where they can find you. Yes, of course. Well, thank you, Paola. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. I'm Emily, Emily Uribe on all platforms. The only thing is, is there's different U's, different E's. So I'm just going <laughs> to let Paola type that in somewhere yeah, and she'll it all get all my description. but everything is my name emily uribe and it won't be hard to find i promise it's there's there's many of us but there's only one that's me <laughs> <laughs> i love that um thank you so much once again and i hope everyone enjoyed the episode thank you